When the Ohio State Buckeyes take the field at Indiana to open up the 2023 season, it is more likely than not that Kyle McCord will be on the field starting with the offense and Devin Brown will be on the bench with the second team. However, I want to reiterate that this quarterback battle is far from over, and Devin Brown's athleticism versus Kyle McCord's experience is a battle that could bleed into September, potentially longer than that. As Kirk Herbstreet has said publicly, as I feel like Ryan Day has alluded to, as it doesn't appear like either quarterback has taken a major step over the other, and I think there's a very good chance that this competition could go on for longer than just the preseason, like we saw last year with Michigan. J.J. McCarthy and Cade McNamara took two regular season games to decide that J.J. McCarthy was going to be the starting quarterback for Michigan. And the year prior in 2021, Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, the way that those two quarterbacks played, McCarthy played in nearly every game for Michigan, the thought was, in theory, that if McNamara gets injured or has a bad game, McCarthy's right there to immediately take the reins. So this is a very competitive quarterback battle, and we haven't seen something like this at Ohio State in quite some time. I'd argue since before Ryan Day even got here as just an assistant coach or coordinator, let alone as the head coach of Ohio State football. But Ryan Day has put Ohio State in a great position, not only when it comes to offense or recruiting or fielding a great team year after year. He's put them at an elite position, in an elite position, in the quarterback room. All that matters for Ohio State is that they do not lose the quarterback battle. Whether Devin Brown wins, whether Kyle McCord wins, all that matters is that Ohio State gets a great quarterback out of the battle, and that in the big games, whether it's against Notre Dame, whether it's against Penn State, or whether all you're focused on is the Michigan game and you think that's Ohio State's only big game, as Ryan Day's only loss to Michigan, he's 31-0 and against Big Ten opponents not named Michigan, then a quarterback that in those big games can play it at an elite level, step up and do everything in his power to win that game, like C.J. Stroud did in 2021, like Justin Fields did in 2019, and Dwayne Haskins did in 2018. A little side note, I don't know about C.J. Stroud's performance against Michigan in 2022. He made some mistakes, but you got to chalk it up to poor defensive performance, especially the secondary, and also Michigan's defense playing an even better game, despite not having Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. An even better game Michigan's defense and secondary played than the 2021 game. But you got to have a great quarterback, and you got to have, more importantly, an elite quarterback if you want to win the Big Ten and especially the national championship. And that's what Ryan Day and Ohio State are after. They're not after winning the Rose Bowl. They're not after winning another New Year's Six Bowl, since the Rose Bowl this season is going to be a semifinal. They're not after just appearing in the Big Ten Championship game or getting a East Division tiebreaker where they're tied for first but don't make it or they make it to Indy and become the first Big Ten East team to lose to the West. They're after the biggest and best things they can get, which is winning the Big Ten, winning a playoff game, 
of course, winning the national championship is the ultimate goal. And Ohio State's been the only Big Ten team who's done that since the year 2000. They're the only Big Ten team to win a national championship this century. And a huge part of that has been their quarterback play. Under Ryan Day, Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace to him, Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud have all gone in the first round. Three first-round quarterbacks. Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, one of them will probably be a first-rounder, if not both of them, if both stay with the Ohio State program. But we'll have to see. It's hard enough to predict the future one year in advance. Predicting even further than that is very hard, but also very fun and tempting to do. But to get back to 2023, what matters is whether it's McCord's experience, whether it's Brown's athleticism, his higher upside, regardless of who wins the job, as long as they perform at a great level or an elite level, it doesn't really matter. And I think that both of these quarterbacks, regardless of who starts, I think either of them would be a top 10 quarterback nationally because of the system that's in place, Corey Dennis's and Ryan Day's reputation with developing quarterbacks. You're going to have Brian Hartline calling plays. Whether that takes a step back from Ryan Day's play calling or not, you're still going to have Day in there who can interfere if he chooses to and calls plays. You have the best wide receiver core in the nation. Carson Hinsman will make a good center, in my opinion. Guard play is great. Elite running back room. Great tight end in Cade Stover. Why wouldn't you want to be a quarterback at Ohio State is what I'm trying to say. And the first few games, you could even add in the Notre Dame game. If you don't view Notre Dame as a top 15 team with how talented Ohio State's roster is and all that they return, you could say that every game leading up to the Penn State game is just an opportunity for more experience and more growth. Because with Ohio State's issues at tackles, at the tackle position, offensive tackle, that will become a problem. I think that will become a problem when looking at games like Penn State, especially Michigan, but everywhere else on offense is near elite, great, or in the case of wide receiver, and in the case of running back when healthy and guard play, absolutely elite. And given the reputation that Ryan Day has, which I've mentioned for the nth time, but that's the evidence to support my claim that regardless of who starts, they're going to be a good quarterback. They're going to be top two in the Big Ten, probably behind J.J. McCarthy, but with the potential to be better than J.J. McCarthy despite having less experience, and they're going to be a, a top ten quarterback nationally, potentially higher. With the reputation that Ryan Day has with the depth at quarterback as well, Tristan Jebbia is in the Ohio State quarterback room as well. He's not going to be starting, but he adds some experience. He's certainly going to be helping the quarterbacks develop, probably going to be helping as like a, a player's coach, going to take the headset and use that on the sidelines. Both have been with the program for a full year. Kyle McCord's been with the program for two years, and he's appeared in enough games throughout his time at Ohio State to not use a red shirt. He appeared in 2021 in multiple games, even starting one game against Akron. He appeared again in 2022 and had appearances against Indiana, Iowa, Michigan State, 
Rutgers, Wisconsin, all kinds of opponents just getting reps, learning under C.J. Stroud, which Devin Brown also did because he was with the program for the 2022 season. All in all, if Ohio State just gets a great quarterback, if they get an elite quarterback, regardless of who wins, you're going to be set. This isn't like Michigan in 2021 where it was between Cade McNamara, Alan Bowman, and J.J. McCarthy, where you had a lot of unknowns. Michigan did not have—they had a bad reputation at quarterback. They're bringing in a Texas Tech quarterback in Alan Bowman who couldn't stay healthy. Now he's at Oklahoma State. Cade McNamara was the steady guy, but he only played in the COVID year, and everyone knew even in the 2021 preseason his ceiling was limited. J.J. McCarthy had the highest ceiling, but starting a true freshman— especially with what were at the time perceived issues on Michigan's offense, which were later rectified as the O-line was one of the best in the country and Michigan had a great running back room and underrated receiver room. All of those things combined made, there were a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty, and you don't have that with Ohio State whatsoever, and you don't have that with Devin Brown, you don't have that with Kyle McCord. Both of these quarterbacks have limited experience but they have learned under the best. And limited experience under the best is better than tons of experience and tons of years with the worst of the worst. And that's that goes with life, and that goes with college football. Kyle McCord, who's now a junior, has had one career start only, but he has a total of 606 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and two interceptions in two years. And I think that whether it's McCord, whether it's Brown, I think the Ohio State tradition of producing elite and great quarterbacks under Ryan Day is just going to continue. Haskins passed the torch to Fields, Fields passed it to Stroud, and now Stroud is passing it to either Kyle McCord or Devin Brown. That's what's going to happen. McCord is 6'3", 222 pounds, He came out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and was a part of Ohio State's legendary 2021 recruiting class that included JT Tuimolau, Jack Sawyer, Donovan Jackson, Travion Henderson. All these guys, by the way, don't forget about Emeka Igbuka, are going to be starting for Ohio State this season. All of those names I mentioned were five stars, and there are probably some other highly ranked four stars or maybe another five stars who I'm not exactly remembering. But they're all going to start, and all of them are going to have a major contribution to Ohio State's season, I think in a good way. Kyle McCord was recruited by Brian Hartline. Out of high school, he was 6'3", 215 pounds, rated as the 28th best player in the country and 6th best quarterback, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. He ran a 5.07 40-yard dash, and compare that to Devin Brown's 4.8 and you see that Devin Brown is the more athletic player. However, Kyle McCord had a 5.4, um, 5.7, pardon me, 4.57 shuttle time as compared to Devin Brown's 4.99. So both of these quarterbacks do have some mobility to them. Devin Brown, I think, is the more mobile player. He's also 6'2.5, 196 pounds, more nimble, was only rated as the 43rd best player in the country and 6th best quarterback according to 24-7 Sports Composite, and he's a year younger, a part of the 2022 recruiting class, 
So McCord definitely has more experience. Devin Brown has no starting experience and doesn't even have a passing attempt yet for Ohio State. But he is the more athletic quarterback of the two. I think learning under C.J. Stroud and Ryan Day is what is going to ultimately benefit these young men in the long run. And this quarterback competition, it could extend into the fall. It could be finalized in the preseason. But I think this is the deepest quarterback room in the country. Because USC is Caleb Williams, who's the number one quarterback in the nation. Kansas, North Carolina, Oregon, Washington, even Michigan with J.J. McCarthy. Those are some schools that have great near-elite, potentially elite starters. In the case of Drake May, Caleb Williams, and I think even Jalen Daniels, obviously elite quarterbacks. Outside of Kansas with Jason Bean, who statistically is a great quarterback, none of those other schools have a quality backup. Maybe Oregon. Oregon has a a player whose name I forget, who is a highly ranked four-star out of high school. Outside of Oregon and Kansas, USC is Miller Moss, who I don't think is at the level that either Brown or McCord are at, this quarterback room is, it's deep. And that'll help in case of a tragic injury. I think Ohio State's the only school in the nation where their starting quarterback, whether it's McCord or Brown, could get injured. And he's out for the rest of the year. And nothing changes. In a certain sense, just like the 2014 season where Braxton Miller went down, JT Barrett went down, and then third stringer Cardale Jones led the team to a national championship. And the team just got better and better and better all year despite injuries at quarterback. I think this Ohio State team with the depth at quarterback could do that. And I think that they've been able to do this for quite some time. C.J. Stroud, he came out in 2021 and it took him a few games, but eventually he solidified himself as the nation's best quarterback. He could have he could have done something, and he could have played at a great, good level if Justin Fields had a tragic injury occur to him in 2020. And Kyle McCord in 2022, after a full year of experience, and he played better in 2022 than he did in 2021, if C.J. Stroud got hurt, McCord could have stepped up and helped this team still have a high level of success on the field. So Ryan Day has put the Buckeyes in this position for quite some time. And we may only just see it now or this year if the quarterback competition resumes into the fall and you get to see Devin Brown and Kyle McCord play in multiple games. And my anticipation is, if we see this, we'll understand what I'm talking about here. And we will be amazed, and some of us will even be shocked that there are two great quarterbacks, two elite, potentially, quarterbacks on the same field. And this is the transfer portal and NIL era, where if you're a great backup, the the narrative is you're going to immediately transfer out. And that also speaks, if the loser of this quarterback competition stays and doesn't immediately transfer out, that speaks to the culture that Ohio State football has. So two guys with great height, great weight, Devin Brown has some extra athleticism to him, but Kyle McCord will still have the ability to definitely escape the pocket. Both are great passers. McCord was a five-star out of high school. Devin Brown was a top 50 player out of high school. So Ryan Day has a lot of talent in that quarterback room, and I don't think you can go wrong with either player. 
I think that development and coaching beat talent most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. And Ohio State has both. Four-star and five-star, highly rated players coming out of high school, teams that dotted it up and diced up defenses in high school. And they come to a college that has a great reputation at developing quarterbacks, a head coach, and an offensive staff who've put three quarterbacks in the first round in a row. I don't think you can go wrong with either player. Whether Ryan Day prefers athleticism and a more malleable younger player who isn't so set in his style of football as compared to a more experienced, larger-framed, more physically mature guy like Kyle McCord, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't think you can go wrong with Kyle McCord or Devin Brown. I think that these players, regardless of who starts, will make a great starter. The backup will make an amazing backup who will be able to continue the season immediately. He'll be ready to play at a moment's notice if the starter goes down or is hurt or just needs to take a rest or is having a bad game. And Ohio State is a huge benefactor of that. Again, they're one of the only teams, if not the only team in the country, who could have their starting quarterback get injured and they could still continue their season and achieve all their goals. The only other team I could think of who could potentially do that would be Georgia, maybe Kansas, and maybe a handful of other schools, but not to the degree that Ohio State can. What I expect from these quarterbacks is to continue the elite play of Stroud and Fields. Now, neither Devin Brown or Kyle McCord is going to be as athletic as Justin Fields, and C.J. Stroud showed that he does have athleticism to him, he just didn't prefer to use that in his ground game. He preferred to stay in the pocket and throw. He did not like to run. And Ryan Day showed that he's a great play caller by scheming in Stroud running the football against Georgia. And it took Georgia quite a while to get adjusted to that. And some of Ohio State's most important plays were C.J. Stroud runs. In fact, his scrambling ability is what helped set up Noah Ruggles' potentially game-winning field goal. But with a great wide receiver group, an awesome tight end in Cade Stover, and the tradition that Ohio State has at quarterback and the talent there, I just expect elite statistics. I expect great play, and I expect the offense to be explosive. And another thing that Kyle McCord and or Devin Brown will benefit from is an improved run game. We talked about tackle earlier in the video and how I think that is destined to be a problem against a team like Penn State or Michigan that has great defensive ends. I think that Penn State has a collection of great defensive ends or near elite defensive ends. I think Michigan has elite defensive ends, and they might have more than just their starters at that level. They may have backups who are starting level at Power 5 schools who are great. So against those teams, there will be concerns on the offensive line in terms of pass pro, in terms of the outside. However, the run game and the interior of that offensive line, I expect improvement from those areas because Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones return. I think Carson Hinsman will be a competent, great center. And if the running backs can stay healthy, the quarterback will have less stress and there will be less pressure on him. 
especially if Ohio State can use their run game to establish game control, chew up clock, and control the game all around. And if they can get some explosive runs too, that will help. Explosive passes and explosive runs against good teams will really help Ohio State's chances to recapture the Big Ten and recapture the national championship. Two 1,000-yard receivers return in Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Igbuka. Julian Fleming returns as well, along with Cade Stover, and then Xavier Johnson and Jaden Ballard. The only wide receiver who departs the program is Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he only had five receptions last year due to a, con- a constant nagging injury and his decision to not re-aggravate it by sitting out games. So, all in all, the quarterback who's going to start is going to be set up for success. McCord has a larger frame, more experience, and an extra year of learning the system. Meanwhile, Devin Brown is more athletic, and he also has a longer period to grow and develop. This competition could extend into early fall with the first three games, in my opinion, being warm-ups. Let's look at the Ohio State schedule for 2023. By the way, if you haven't already, I encourage you to like and subscribe and comment your thoughts on the quarterback competition down below. And click the notification bell so you can get notified when I post more Ohio State, Big Ten, and college football-centered content. Help us to reach 10,000 subscribers where we will be doing a giveaway. As a Michigan fan, I love talking about Ohio State, and I love covering the Buckeyes because they're one of the better teams in the country. And when you have a great offense, when you produce elite wide receivers, and you play some of the most eye-catching, exciting football that I have seen, and you've competed with Georgia and the likes of those teams, it's hard for me not to watch and enjoy. Ohio State's first true game where they actually have a chance to lose, I think is on the road at Notre Dame, September 23rd. Against Indiana, September 2nd. Youngstown State, September 9th. And Western Kentucky, September 16th. Those three games are warm-up games. Ohio State will not lose any of those games. If they lose on the road at Indiana, maybe Indiana's really good, but more likely than not, it's because Ohio State's a terrible football team. And Ohio State will not be a terrible football team. There is also a part of, whether it's the college football fan base or the Ohio State fan base or just someone like me, I sort of fall into the camp that Notre Dame isn't as much of a threat as many would like to believe. They lost Isaiah Foskey, they returned Jack Kaiser at linebacker, but all in all, their defense will not be able to match up with Ohio State's offense, and there is no way... Even with Sam Hartman as quarterback, with the losses at wide receiver, running back, the offensive line returns studs, like Joe Alt at tackle. But I look at this team, Notre Dame, and I compare them with Ohio State. And really, in my opinion, the first test, the first game where it wouldn't surprise me if Ohio State lost would be against Penn State. And that's October 21st. I would be genuinely shocked with Gerard Parker as OC, with some questions at replacing guys like Jarrett Patterson on the offensive line and Michael Mayer at tight end, and also an elite defensive end like Isaiah Foskey, I'd be surprised if Notre Dame beat Ohio State. I'd be genuinely surprised. Penn State, on the other hand, has more depth, 
better coaching, especially offensively, better weapons, an elite running back room, and they have an even better matchup to exploit when it comes to their defensive ends versus Ohio State's tackles. That game, the Penn State game and the Michigan game, are games where there's going to have to be elite, competent quarterback play if Ohio State wants to have a chance to recapture the Big Ten and potentially capture their third national championship this century. But whether it's Kyle McCord, whether it's Devin Brown, I have faith in Ryan Day. And it's not just faith that is based on nothing, but it's faith that's based on evidence and based on facts. Ryan Day has not had a bad quarterback his entire tenure with the Buckeyes. He hasn't. He has at minimum had a great quarterback. At minimum. And that wasn't even for a full year. At the end of every season, whether it was Haskins, Fields, or Stroud, the quarterback has been elite. C.J. Stroud wasn't elite to begin 2021. He was good to great, maybe near elite, but against the Oregon Ducks in the Minnesota game, against Tulsa, he did struggle. But after he was rested against Akron, he came back with a force unlike any other, and he was elite for the rest of the season. This year, C.J. Stroud was elite, and Justin Fields was elite both in 2019 and 2020, and Dwayne Haskins was a player that by the end of the year, especially after tearing apart Michigan, was definitely considered in that elite category of quarterbacks, even being invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, I do believe. So, quarterback is much less of a concern for Ohio State than tackle. And even though I get why it's getting media attention and why it's a focus, because a quarterback battle at Ohio State will and should always get attention and always get scrutiny, Ohio State's safe there. I think personally tackle and even running back and secondary, obviously, whether it's corner or safety, are areas where you should be more concerned about or paying more attention to, because tackle will affect quarterback play tremendously, pass protection. Losing two NFL tackles is very hard to replace, especially when you have to bring in a transfer from San Diego State because the depth and level of play isn't at the Buckeye standard. But a great interior line, elite wide receivers, a solid tight end, an elite running back room when healthy, and elite play calling and elite coaches, Ohio State's offense will once again be an NFL offense this season, and with the, def- the defense improving and a superior run game, I think there will be less pressure on the quarterback potentially than ever under Ryan Day. So this will be a great season for Devin Brown or Kyle McCord, and good luck to both of them. Thank you guys for watching this video. Again, if you haven't already, please subscribe, hit the notification bell, like this video, and comment who you think is going to win Ohio State's quarterback battle down below. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you around. Bye-bye.